0: us know. So we're in this uh, series right now that is called uh, Suit Up. And if you are a kid here today, um, first of all, next weekend, the goal, and we'll, we'll be making some information for you guys this week, but next weekend, August 2nd, we're going to have um, our fireflies. That's nursery for up to age two. And then we're going to have campfires, which is our three- and four-year-old classroom. The goal is to have that up and running by next Sunday, August 2nd. And then the goal is to have the rest of our kids' program up and going by, I think it's September the 17th, I think it is, is when we plan on opening the rest of our kids' ministry. And so if you're a kid here today, we're glad you're here with us, and we will make this relevant for you. And so if you're a kid, if you did not get one of these little bags, you know, hold that up, Bridget. If you didn't get one of these, let somebody know, uh, we'll get these for you. But there is a fill out a little fill in the blank thing here and you've got some crayons, you can fill this out. And so if you fill this out and you bring it to uh, Bridget or Hannah up at our, our doors over there, um, we will get you guys, um, a balloon and Bridget says she thinks there's popsicles too. So yeah, there, there's enough. So we'll get you a popsicle as well. So if you want a popsicle or a balloon and who doesn't right uh we we have this if you want to fill it out make sure you're paying attention and i'm going to involve kids today and so our speaking style is a little different talking a little quieter talking to kids and uh kendra is going to get forced to read today out loud in front of people uh kids are going to read the bible and the kids that are obedient to the lord jesus christ will offer themselves up to come and read out loud in front of people so suit up we're talking about the armor of god uh, this is our friend Jin. He's gonna get real sunburnt today. By the way, that guy is pale. He's gonna he's gonna leave here much more tan. Um, but uh, Tim Warnock and his friend Nick made this amazing suit of armor by from scratch. This is this is incredible. If you want to hire them for their services, for about ten thousand dollars, a suit like that can be yours, and um, that'll fund our youth ministry for a while. So um, ten grand, you could buy Jin, and I'll sell, I'll throw in Jin. We'll sell him and the suit for ten grand. Everybody wants gin. A lot of mannequins are for sale on Facebook Marketplace right now. I'm concerned. Um, but ten thousand dollars. It's a it's a nice suit with a uh target brand Goodfellow robe, right, Tim? Yeah, it's Goodfellow. It's a good brand. So talking about the armor of God, and last week we talked about the big idea, Ephesians six was that if something has flesh and blood, it, it is not the enemy. If it's flesh and blood, it's not the enemy. Uh, Scripture says in Ephesians 6 that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, we wrestle against rulers, we wrestle against the devil, we wrestle against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And so all the stuff going on in your family right now, all the stuff going on in your workplace, in your church, in politics, in the world, in the country, all the chaos and confusion and division and bitterness we see, it's not coming from flesh and blood. That's coming from the enemy. Um, it may seem strange or supernatural, but it's it's very true is that the enemy seeks to devour us. He seeks to destroy us. He seeks to kill us. He seeks to divide us. He seeks to bring into so discord and division. And so Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 that there is a solution to this. And, and the, the ultimate solution that we talked about is that Jesus Christ has victory over Satan, sin, hell, and death. That Jesus Christ, through his life, death, and his resurrection, he has given us as believers power Over the devil and his works and his forces and anything that would try to come up against us. And so, if you would put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have been saved from sin. You have been saved from yourself. You have been saved from hell and for God's kingdom. And because of that, the enemy cannot steal or snatch away our salvation, but he can sure try to make our lives hell. We're not going to go there, but he can make our lives feel like that as followers of Jesus and he can snatch away our effectiveness. He can snatch away our testimony. He can snatch away the joy that God wants to give us. And so Paul gives us instructions to battle this. And he says, we have to put on the armor of God. And so we learned last week that no weapon that the enemy forms to go against us with can succeed. We learned that nothing can separate us from the love of God, that we are more than conquerors through Christ who has loved us and who has saved us. And so There is victory over the enemy, but we have to stand and we have to walk in that. And so Paul says, put on the full armor of God. He says, therefore, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So how many of you would say the day we're living in right now feels pretty evil? And so Paul says, if you put it on, you'll be able to stand. He says, and if you've done everything to stand, he says, keep on standing. Even if you feel like you can't stand anymore, just keep standing, just keep going, just keep swimming, just keep moving, just keep fighting, keep doing these things. And so we're, we're to keep standing. And he says, here's how to stand. He says, stand therefore having put on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, he says, "In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one." He says, "Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is, <clears throat> which, is which is the word of God. And this sword is perfectly weighted, by the way, Tim, it's beautiful. We'll piece it out, a thousand bucks for the sword. All money goes to Tim. That sounds good, okay. So the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so today we're gonna we're gonna start breaking down the armor. We're gonna start talking about the armor over the next couple of weeks. And so today we're talking about this belt of truth. Next week, we're gonna talk about the breastplate of righteousness. Then we're gonna talk about shoes. We're gonna talk about shields and helmets. And then finally, swords. Swords are the best. Swords are the offense. And so with that being said, how many of you have ever worn a belt before? Anybody ever worn a belt before? I saw some belts today. Belts. Matt, are you wearing a belt? Good. Got to, Yes. Okay. Um, who else is wearing a belt today? I'm wearing a belt. Who, who has a, a, a cloth belt on today? Anybody have a cloth belt? Mine is, is leather cloth belts and so i was thinking about different kinds of belts belt of truth and so what are the different kind of belts that people wear and the the first belt that came to mind for me i i thought of real nerdy people when i thought about belts and i thought about wrestling belts i thought about w w e belts am i right nava family am i right yeah I, th- I thought about belts, big, beautiful, gorgeous, gold, heavyweight championship, wrestling belts. How many of you, when you were a kid, you, you wished, oh, I know, Caleb, you used to like that, too. <laughs> How many nerds are here today? How many of you have been deceived and think that wrestling is real? Caleb, it's not, by the way. Neither is Santa. Oh. Oh, we're talking about truth, guys. So the belt the belt of truth re- wrestling belts. How many of you went through a stage, or maybe you're still in that stage, of, of cowboy belts? Big cowboy belt buckles. How many of you have Joe? Oh, yeah, I know you do. And Joe's got some some cowboy belts. How many else have some some seriously big cow? My my, my dad does. There's probably eagles on those belts, horses, buffalo, big cowboy belts. we got all sorts here. We've got nerds, people from Sublimity. Um, What what other kind of belts? uh, We're talking about superheroes last week, and and Batman has the best belt. He's got a utility belt. And, And oftentimes that utility belt, even though he's dressed all in black or gray or to camouflage himself in the shadows, he wears this big, bright yellow belt that really gives himself away. And so it started to make me think, is a fanny pack a belt? Yes or no? i think so i think a fanny pack is a belt how many of you have worn a fanny pack within the last year anybody anybody online you worn a fanny pack in the last sam have you worn a fanny pack in the last year no okay i yeah you have hannah i, I think i've seen you with the one before yeah do you wear a fanny pack on the fanny or on the front <laughs> front okay the side yeah you you want lunch today Okay, I don't have a fanny pack. It's a utility belt. So what other kind of belts do people wear? I was thinking about um, maybe some of you guys are, are, how many of you are a millennial? Raise your hand if you're a millennial. You're a millennial, okay. So as a millennial, um, there was this, this weird phase in millennial history where pop and punk met for like a couple of years. And when pop and punk met, it was represented by a fine young lady named Avril Lavigne. And, um, Avril Lavigne, she wore what for a belt? Does anybody know? And Green Day. That, yeah. She wore a seatbelt for a belt. Remember that? Like any of you have a seatbelt for a belt? You had a seatbelt buckle. Was, your of course Hannah did. Of course, Aubrey, you did? Yeah, absolutely. Did you listen to Avril Lavigne while you wore it? No. Who else had a seatbelt belt? belt? So you got seatbelts, cowboy belts, You've got um, utility belts, also known as fanny packs. And so there's all these different kites of belts that people wear. We're not off track. This is all in the notes, by the way. But I do need to get back on track. Okay, two more kind of belts. Belts with spikes. How many of you wore those? Bridget, did you? Okay. I think your brothers did, though. Belts with spikes. Why do you need spikes on your belt? Protection. Yeah, so spikes on belts. And then my final belt I'll talk about today. Um, it's karate belts. How many of you have ever took martial arts before? I know Stacy did. Hal did. Anybody? So, I want to tell you, um, there was a, t- a day and age where I took martial arts, and I made it all the way to the white belt. And in-, in God's kingdom, we're all you know dressed in white, and so I figured white's like the best, right, when it comes to belts. And so the, the white belt, and but. I, I learned the, the different I learned the fingertip rotation push-ups. I learned the, the, the blocking and the kicking and the punching. But there's one thing in martial arts I never learned how to do. And that was to tie the belt properly. It's very confusing. Is it hard, Stacy, to tie it right? Okay. <laughs> but for but for guys like me, it was it was hard. I had to drop out because I couldn't learn to tie the belt. And so what on earth, why of all things does Paul say, here's the first part of the armor you need to focus on, and it's, it's the belt. He says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, having put on the belt of truth. Why put on a belt first? Any kids, kids under the age of 11, have any idea why you would put a belt on first when it comes to armor? Any kids know? Why would you want to put a belt on first? Kids, come on. Any idea? Going, going, going. Bella, you know why you would put on a belt first? Because you don't put on a belt first when you put on clothes. What, what do you think, David? So your pa- yeah, you don't want your pants to fall down, right? Okay, Eric, you're a little older, but I'll give you a shot. Why would you put on a belt first? Belts keep underwear up. I don't know if I've ever worn an underwear belt, but if that's if that's your thing, it's all right. You put on you put on your belt. He says, "Put on the belt of truth." And so here's here's the deal: you put on a belt, and the belt is listed here first because a belt holds everything together. A, a belt holds everything together, and so if you look at this belt that the uh, soldier is wearing, uh, Tim actually made it really well. You can look up online Roman soldier armor and belt and you'll find something just like this and tim i don't know if you know this but a roman soldier belt was called a baltius uh, does that sound right i, I don't know how to pronounce but i think it's it's baltius is the name of this belt that a roman soldier would wear and there's a couple things i learned about this this baltius and number one only a roman soldier could wear a baltius so unlike a cowboy belt you have to you would have to be a real cowboy to wear one here in order to wear this belt you had to be a real roman soldier and it was actually the thing that Roman soldiers would identify themselves with. So today our soldiers might identify themselves with a patch on their arm that says their name. Their, maybe there's some ranking involved. But it was the belt on a Roman soldier that this stated that this is their badge. They indeed are a Roman soldier. And only Roman soldiers could wear a balteus. And when, when people were, were digging through Roman ruins in various parts of Europe, they found that a lot of these belts looked very different from each other. And so... Roman soldiers would decorate their belts differently kind of as, as their own unique flavor and way of, of showing their sense of identity and fashion and rank. And these belts were so popular that they would even, for a Roman soldier, they would wear them when they were not in their armor because if you were to wear them around town, it would basically be like, don't mess with me, I, I'm I'm a, a soldier. This is my rank, my ability, my status, I am a soldier. And so a civilian could not wear about and so you have to ask yourself what in the world was this belt for like what kind of function can this belt have and so kids look at this belt real carefully hey mercedes look is that a funny belt that guy has on what what do you think it could do what are some things that belt could do what do you think yeah your, your dad might wear that belt he'd be he, if he's a roman soldier go for it he wear clothes with a belt that's right Unlike Eric, he wears it for other reasons. And and so um, here's the number one thing this belt could do. It could hold weapons. You can see that there's actually a a sheath for the sword to go into in this belt. So the first thing this belt could do is to hold the sword. And here, hold the sword of the Spirit. But another thing that this belt would do is it would actually hold in place the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness does not stay in place unless there's something to hold it together. We also learn that this this belt of truth, this beltius that a Roman soldier would wear. You notice it has like these um, the, these dangling pieces that would come down below, which could also provide some some really needed protection for guys, if I if I'm right. Like you want to make sure you don't just have this be functional to hold things up or to hold weapons, but to actually offer some defensive capabilities as well. But here is here is the the, the largest consensus of what this belt was for, and I know Tim talked about it with me. The number one reason that they would wear these belts is because in ancient times, people wore robes or tunics, as they were called, and they didn't didn't wear pants. And so it's difficult to run with a robe. It's difficult to run with with a dress, right, ladies? It's just, it's awkward to run with a dress or a robe or something that's long. And so what a Roman soldier could do is he could actually adjust the length of his robe by the baltius, by the belt. So he could literally pull it up push it into his belt so that he could run even faster. And so we see sometimes like cartoons or things of people pulling up a robe or a dress or a skirt to run faster. This is literally what the Roman soldiers would do. And then they would tighten that belt in such a way that they could run even quicker. And it brings to mind as Elijah's running away from Jezebel, um, he did something similar. He, He lifted up his robe and he ran away. And so, this gives you the ability um, to make haste, to go into battle, to run from the enemy a little bit quicker. So, what does a belt do? A belt holds everything together. You can't wear armor if you don't wear a belt. A belt is what makes you a soldier. A belt is what holds the breastplate of righteousness in place. The belt is what holds the sword of the spirit in its sheath. So it's no surprise that Paul equates the belt of the armor with the truth. And so, kids, do you have these papers? You got the papers? Your name's Gracie? Yeah, so Gracie, you got the paper? Gracie is six years old, right? Okay, so, okay, Gracie. Um, it says here, what piece of armor are we talking about today? We're talking about there's two blanks there. And I don't think you can write on black with crayon, but pay attention nonetheless, write it to the side. The belt of truth. We're talking about the belt of truth. So kids, take out your paper. The two blanks are the belt of truth. And here is the keyword. I just said it. Down below, it says the blank holds blank together. Does a kid know what what the fill in the blank is? The blank holds blank together. The blank holds blank together. It's the truth holds what together? Any kid know? The truth holds everything together. Here it is. The truth holds everything together. So we're talking about the belt of truth and the truth holds everything together. On that paper, it says, where in the Bible are we? What book of the Bible are we studying today? We're studying the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. Your parents can spell that for you. Maybe. Um, We're studying the book of Ephesians. E-P-H. Ephesians. What chapter are we in? We're in chapter 6. Ephesians 6. What verses are we in? We're in verse 13 through 17. So Ephesians 6, verse 13 through 17, we're talking about the belt of truth, and the truth holds everything together. And on your paper, it says draw. So if you want to draw the belt of truth, you can do that if it the if it looks like a fanny pack you might get two popsicles if we have them in stock um so and they also says what what i didn't know so write something i didn't know about something you didn't know about that you're learning i you know i didn't know before i studied that the belt was to hold up your robe so you could run and so paul says the truth is like a belt, and the belt holds everything together. The truth holds everything together, and you can't wield the sword of the Spirit unless you know what truth is. You can't apply God's Word if you don't know what the truth of God's Word is. You won't have the defense you need against the enemy unless you know the truth. You can't pull up your tunic and run into battle unless you have the truth to propel you and to keep you going. And so there is no breastplate of righteousness without truth. There is no shoes ready to spread the gospel of peace without the truth. There is no shield of faith unless you have truth to back it up. There is no helmet of salvation unless you know the truth. There is no sword of the spirit unless you know the truth. And so there's none of that stuff if there's not truth. Without the truth, you can't hold anything together in your life. You can't hold stuff together without the truth. And so here's a question. What is truth? What is truth? There was a man named Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate was the man who was in charge of sentencing Jesus to death on the cross. And Pontius Pilate asks probably the most important question any of us could ask. Pontius Pilate says to Jesus, what is truth? truth what is truth and so we have to ask that question too what is truth um i asked earlier if anybody was a millennial but how many of you are generation x anybody here generation x i, know I am my sister is ladina is like a very old generation x um aubrey you're just barely barely not a millennial probably anybody else generation x here today you are, yeah, no, you, you, Angie, you're Generation X. Janelle, you're you're straight up millennial. Um, you're on the fence. Yeah, so Gen, Gen X, Generation X. So here's what Generation X was taught. Generation was taught that the truth is relative. And what that meant dur- during a phase of time between about 1980 to about the year 2000, what, what we were taught by culture is that everybody has their own truth. And so whatever is true to Greg is true to him, but it doesn't mean it's true to me. So Greg might say, I believe that the moon is made of cheese. Do you believe that, Greg? Okay. Wouldn't it be great if it was? so He says the moon is made of cheese, and I say, Greg, you're wrong. The moon is made out of fudge. So... What what relative truth would say is that Greg is right, and so am I. But can two people have two different truths and the truth still be true? No. It, truth isn't relative. Here's what truth is. Truth is what's true. Truth is what is. Truth is reality. Truth is fact. You can't have multiple truths about the same thing. I'm using a music stand to hold an iPad. Um, David can't say this is not a music. Yeah, I'm talking about you. David can't say this isn't a music stand. This is actually a flute, right? Is this a flute or a music stand, David? Yeah, it's a music that you can't be both things. And so the truth is what is absolute. It's what's real. It's what's fact. The truth is what is, and he, the truth can't change. Now back around the year, uh, you know, 15 to 1600, the truth changed. People believed before that the world was flat. But then once we started to understand our planet a little bit more, and and the Bible actually shows that the world is is round, by the way, I could show you. It's not that the world was flat and now it's round. It's that people then had truth revealed to them to see what it was. And so you might look back in the past and say, well, the past something was true, and now it's not because we're better. And I would say, no, we've, we've learned more. We, we've progressed, but there's something that doesn't progress. There's something that doesn't change, and that's the Word of God. The Word of God is the same like God is yesterday, today, and forever. It is unchangeable. God is unchangeable. God does not change. God is truth, and the truth cannot change. So I'm going to tell you, we're going to end our time today telling you what this belt of truth is made of. It's not just made of leather or metal, but it's actually made of different things. And I want to tell you today what truth is. And I'm going to need some kids to read the Bible, okay? Going to need some kids to read the Bible. Caleb, don't worry. I saw you perk up like you're ready. You're too old, man. We need kids 11 and younger. So number one is this, if you're taking notes. What is truth? Well, Jesus is the truth. Kendra, I've got to do it. Please, will you do it? Come read out loud please. Your dad's even holding the Bible. No. Okay. You're good. You won't be forced. You just won't get a popsicle. Um, who I need a kid to read. Come on guys. And it can't be Josh every week. Anybody want to read kids, kids, anybody going, going, going Mercedes, you come up here. Let's, let's try to read. Okay. And I'll, I'll read it with you. Want to. Okay. Come on. Give Mercedes a hand. Okay. So here's the deal. What's the truth made of Jesus is truth. So here's what I, this you're going to read, John fourteen six. It says, Jesus said to him, Can, can you read it all? You know how? Can you, okay, so here's what you want to say I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. All right. Give Mercedes a hand. So Jesus is the truth. So if we want to know the truth and if the truth's going to hold stuff together, Ed, are you raising your hand to read, buddy? No? Okay. Um, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father, but through me, there's no truth without Jesus. And so if you ever hear a truth outside of Jesus, it's not true. Someone might say there's a lot of ways to heaven. There's a lot of ways to salvation. And Jesus says, that's not true. Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Nobody gets to heaven except through me. And so the world today doesn't believe in relative truth anymore. The world believes in absolute truth, and the world says, no, you know what? The Bible's not true. Jesus is not true. Everything you've read in the Bible is wrong, but that is wrong. The Bible is truth. Jesus is the truth. Here's the second thing you need to know. If Jesus is the truth, so too this belt is made of God's word. God's word is truth. God's word is truth. Can I get another kid to read? Um, Brianna, come on up and, and read for me, okay? Please, come on. Okay, Kylie, will you? Somebody come up and read. It doesn't matter. It's all right. We're going to go 12 and below. Come on up, Kylie. Come on, come on. You earned your lunch back. Come on. Taco Bell's waiting, okay. Mom's gone, Taco Bell is what it is. Okay, so, um, okay, God's word of truth. I want you to read John 17, 17. What in the world? Sanctify uh-huh. them in the truth. Your word is truth. Yeah, thank you, so Jesus is praying for his disciples and, and he's asking the Father, make them more like you in the truth. And, and Jesus says, your word is truth. And so I want you to know this, kids, and adults especially. Jesus is the truth. The word of God is true. And you must see reality through the lens of God's word. If you look at God's word and someone tells you, hey, um, you know what, kids? The world just came to existence all by itself. And people exist because just random chances, and they, people came from monkeys, and monkey came from this, and God had nothing to do with any of that. You've got to see the world through God's word, and no, that's not true. God made the world. God made everything in existence. God made it for his purposes, for his pleasure, for his joy, for his reasons. God's word is true. Two more. Number 3 is this, the Holy Spirit is truth. So Jesus is the truth, God's word is truth, the Holy Spirit is truth. And I need a kid to read one more verse. And it can be a teen or a kid or even Kendra who's refused every single week. Any anybody want to read a verse out loud? Um going, going. I'm going to call on a kid. Okay. Eric, you're you're literally in the military, I think. You're you're beyond. You're beyond that okay oh okay Addie's gonna come come on up come on up addy give her a hand okay so the holy spirit is truth okay oh this is like the longest verse too here so okay so when the spirit of i'll tell you when to say something okay and i'll even tell you what to say when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth really loud all right let's do it again When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the, all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So say this with me, when the spirit of truth, when the spirit of truth comes, he will reveal truth. Good job, Addie. Give this girl three popsicles. Okay. So when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to reveal all truth. And so if you're struggling with what the truth is, go to God's word, go to Jesus, go to the Holy Spirit and say, what is truth? And here is what the truth will do. Our last verse. Jesus says this in John eight thirty two. Jesus says, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you, does any kid know? Eric, not you, man. Does any kid know? He says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so when you can know the truth, not only is it going to have defenses against the enemy, not only can you go to battle against the enemy, not only does the truth hold everything together and point you to Jesus, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free free. But without the truth, you'll fall apart. Without the truth, you're going to be defeated when you're attacked. Without the truth, you're never going to be able to go to battle. And you and I are in a spiritual war right now. That's what this series is about, spiritual warfare. We're in a spiritual war. And there's no victory in spiritual war without the truth. So what is truth? And heres I'm going to lead us into prayer here in a second. So kids, if you could focus, if you could all pay attention to me, kids and adults, teenagers, even you, Eric, even you, Kendra. If you want to focus in for a second. And if you want to close your eyes to to not have any distractions, you could do that now. Because I want to share with you what truth is, because truth can set you free. Here's the truth, guys. God is real. That's true. God is real. God exists forever and always as God, the father, God, the son, Jesus Christ, and God, the Holy spirit. And the Bible says, here's what's true. The Bible says, God is love. God is love. That's true. Amen. God is love. That's true. And out of that love, God created everything in existence from nothing both things that are seen and things that are unseen for his pleasure, purpose, reason, and by his will and his power. So the world has been created by God, things seen and unseen out of love. Here's something that's true. God made you and me. God made you and me. He he knit us together. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made, God looked at us when he created us and says, behold, this is good. When God created man and woman, he said, this is very good. So out of love, God creates men and women, girls and boys, and he creates them in his image to be like him. God creates us in his image, in his likeness, and that is true. God has plans for us as people, and what's true is that all of us sin. All of us do bad things. All of us fall down. All of us make mistakes. All of us do evil. The truth is we are sinners. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the truth is we don't have to stay there. The truth is that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And the truth is whosoever believes in him won't perish. And the truth is that they will be given everlasting life. That's true. And so what's true is that Jesus, the Son of God, was born of a virgin. What's true is that Jesus lived a life without sin. What's true is that Jesus died for our sins on a cross. What's true is that he was buried. What's true is that he rose again on the third day from the grave. What's true is he ascended to the Father in heaven, where right now he is reigning in a ruling and awaiting his return. That's true. What's true is that God doesn't want anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. What's true is that because God is a God of love, he offers us to be saved through Jesus. What's true is that God gives salvation freely as a gift of grace. What's true is that you can't save yourself. What's true is that you can't live a perfect life. What's true is that Jesus already did. He already made a way for you to have relationship with God. And what's true is he gives freely a gift of grace. And what's true is that you receive that gift by faith, trusting in Jesus. That's truth. Here's what's true about what Jesus did. What's true about what Jesus did is that Jesus lived, died, and rose again so that your sins could be forgiven, so that you could have a relationship with God, so that God's spirit of truth could live in you. And what's true is that he gives you everlasting life as a gift, a free gift that you receive in faith. And what's true is that when you receive him, you can walk in his power, you can put on his armor, but if you don't know the truth, you'll never be free enough to do that. And so Jesus wants you to follow his truth And his truth alone, because he is the truth. Jesus wants you to know the truth that's found in his word. Jesus wants you to have truth revealed, and the spirit will reveal it, and the truth will set you free. In the world, for for adults and teens, just so we're really clear, the world is no longer relative. The world doesn't say, well, if that's what you want to believe, that's okay for you. That is not what the world says. The world says that's a lie. That's not true any longer. That's what the world says but we as Christians, we, we hold on to that belt of truth and say, no, it's true. It's true. God loves us. God made us and God saved sinners like us. And he can do the same for everyone. That's true. And that without Jesus, there is no way to the father. That's the truth. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I'm going to close this in prayer. When you leave today, I don't want you to think about belts. I want you to remember this thing and this phrase, if you leave with anything at all, it's the truth holds everything together. The truth holds everything together. Some of you might be lying right now. Some of you might be living in a lie and think, if I tell the truth, my armor will fall off. If I am truthful, if I tell someone the truth about what I did, then my life won't hold together. But that's a lie. Telling the truth will hold everything together. I always tell my kids, you will get in much worse trouble for lying about the thing you did than the thing that you did. If my kids come to me in truth and tell me what they did, I am much more gracious, much more understanding, because the truth sets them free. But a lie keeps you captive where you're not free at all. And I've held lies during my life, and I have family and loved ones and friends who've held on to really ugly lies, and ugly lies only get uglier, don't they? The more you try to hold on to them, the worse they get. But the truth sets you free. And so I believe there's some of you today who are holding on to a lie, and it's time to let go and, and accept the truth that God loves you, that you're righteous in God's sight. Your shame, you can walk away from. You can walk in the truth. And for some of you who don't know Jesus, he's calling you today. He says, I'm the way. Follow me. I'm the truth. Receive me. Believe me. I am the life. Have life. Whoever follows me won't walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus says, whosoever believes in me won't perish, but have everlasting life. So with everyone's head bowed, eyes closed, even if you're online, if you'd say, Pastor Anthony, today, I don't know Jesus, but today I want to walk into his truth. I want to follow the way of Jesus. I want to have the life that Jesus can give me, and I want to be in relationship with the Father, with God. And the truth is, I haven't been able to do life on my own. And the truth is, I need Jesus And the truth is, he lived for me, he died for me, and he rose again. And I want Jesus. I want to give Jesus my life. I want to follow him. I want him to save me, forgive me of my sins. If that's you, would you raise your hand if you've never given your life to Jesus before with no one looking around? Would you raise your hand as high as you can, and I'll just say, yes, amen. Today, Pastor Anthony, with my raised hand, you're right, I do want to receive Jesus. That's what I want. I want to follow Jesus Christ. You see a couple of you say yeah that's me anybody else say today i want jesus i want to follow him i want to serve him i want to love him i want to walk in his truth and here's what happens the moment you did that there's a couple of kids that said that's what you want to do today you know what that's real that's true you just gave your life to jesus and the bible says you passed from death to life that you're a new creation that you have new life in jesus and the spirit of god lives within you And it doesn't matter if you're 5 or 50 or 95. It's never too late to call on the name of the Lord to be saved. So, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for truth. I thank you for the fact, Jesus, that you are literally the truth, that your word is truth, that your spirit is truth, and the truth sets us free. So lead us into all truth, because the truth doesn't just set us free, but it holds everything together righteousness, the gospel, salvation, faith, the sword of the spirit. God, as we study this armor over these next couple of weeks, let us put it on to defend ourselves against the enemy and to go to battle for the souls of those that you love and that you desire to save. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming today. Remember, we're not going to end with a song, um, but if you could please um, just keep each other in prayer, minister to each other, serve each other. Take a chance to say hello to someone today. Let them know how socially distanced you want to be, but don't don't miss an opportunity to connect in some way while you're here. Reach out to someone if you're watching online. We'd love to serve you, minister to you however we can, Uh, but reach out to someone tonight at 7.